Welcome to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with casting our burdens upon the Lord as we pick up in Psalm chapter 55, verse 21. And now, with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. The words of his mouth were smoother than butter, but war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet they were like drawn swords. David said, cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. But thou, O God, shalt bring them down into the pit of destruction, bloody and deceitful men shall not live out half their days, but I will trust in thee. That's the only place to move, into the Lord. And there is comfort and blessing and joy. Psalm 56, this is the prayer of David when he heard a mourning dove. Uh, That is a mourning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, dove out in the distant terebinth trees. He no doubt heard these doves cooing off in the distance. David, there's sort of something soulful and, and, and mournful about those doves when they're crying. He said, be merciful unto me, O God, for man would swallow me up. He fighting daily oppresseth me. My enemies would daily swallow me up, for they be many that fight against me, O thou most high. But what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. What a good thing to learn. Whatever time that you might be afraid, just put your trust in the Lord. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh shall do unto me. Every day they rest my words. All of their thoughts are against me for evil. They gather themselves together. They hide themselves. They mark my steps when they wait for my soul. Shall they escape by iniquity? In thine anger cast down the people, O God. For you tell my wanderings, put my tears into thy bottle. Are they not in thy book? Now the Bible does teach that there is a book of remembrances that God keeps. The Bible tells us that at the great judgment day, the books will be open and people will be judged out of the things that are written in the books. Now man is able to preserve many interesting records today A lot of you have preserved a lot of interesting records of your past. You've got movies of them. And every once in a while, you get out the movie projector when the family is over, and you look at the pictures when they were just kids, and you have an interesting evening of of remembrance, you know, as, as you're looking at these films. Now, I do believe that if man is able to develop such recording devices, that surely God, no doubt, is able to produce any scene that ever took place in your life at any time. So if you want to try to deny before God some accusation that is brought against you, God probably has a giant screen up there, and suddenly you can watch yourself doing the thing, along with all of heaven. (laughs) 
And I think as they shut it off, oh, okay, I confess, I'm guilty, you know. <laughs> Turn it off. In the book of remembrances, God's book, there is the book of life in heaven in which your name has been recorded, you who have received Jesus Christ. When I cry unto thee, David said, then shall my enemies turn back. This I know, for God is with me. Or God is for me, actually. And I think that that is one of the most important concepts of God that we need to remember. God is for us. So many times we picture God as being against us. We see God as, as just waiting for us to do something wrong in order that he might smite us with his swift hand of justice. And we think of God so often as being against us, opposed to us, but in reality, God is for us. And if God be for us, who can be against us? So important that we have the right concepts of God. In God, he said, will I praise his word. Because I know that God is for me, praise fills my heart. In the Lord will I praise his word. In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. Thy vows are upon me, O God. I will render praises unto thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death. Will not thou deliver my feet from falling that I may walk before God in the light of the living? Psalm 57, to the chief musician, and that Al-Tashkith is destroying not. It's a prayer of David when he fled from Saul and was hiding in the cave. So Saul is looking for David, he's hiding in the cave. And David says, be merciful unto me, O God, be merciful unto me, for my soul trust in thee. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities are over. I will cry unto God most high, unto God that performs all things for me. He shall send from heaven and save me from the reproach of him that would swallow me up. God shall send forth his mercy and his truth. My soul is among lions, and I lie even among them that are set on fire, even the sons of men whose teeth are spears and arrows, and their tongue a sharp sword. Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let thy glory be above all the earth. For they have prepared a net for my steps. My soul is bowed down. They have digged a pit before me, and in the midst whereof they are fallen themselves. Remember Saul came in and went to sleep there in the in the cave, and David, when they were sound asleep, went down and he took his sword and cut off Saul's skirt. And then he got out of there and he got over a safe distance and he cried, Saul, <laughs> look what I've got, you know. And so he speaks about him falling in the net that he had prepared for me. My soul is bowed down. They've digged a pit before me into the midst whereof they are fallen. My heart is fixed, O God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. Awake up, my glory. Awake, psaltery and harp. I myself will awake early. For I will praise thee, O Lord, among the people. I will sing unto thee among the nations. 
For thy mercy is great unto the heavens and thy truth unto the clouds. Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens and let thy glory be above all the earth. Psalm 58 is a prayer of David. <laughs> and I would not want to be one of David's enemies because of his prayers. Do you indeed speak righteousness, O congregation? Do you judge uprightly, O you sons of men? Yes, in heart you work wickedness. You weigh the violence of your hands in the earth. The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they be born, speaking lies. Now, David is talking about the nature, the sinful nature of man. Now, I don't think there were any of you that had to teach your children how to tell a lie. You had to teach them to tell the truth. You don't say, well, now if you get in trouble and, you know, just lie about it, you know, and get out of it. They seem to just do that naturally. So you have to teach them, now you've got to tell the truth at all times. So David said they went forth from the womb speaking lies. They're estranged from the womb. They, as soon as they're born, they're speaking lies. Their poison is like the poison of a serpent. They are like the deaf adder that stoppeth her ear, which will not hearken to the voice of charmers charming never so wisely. Break their teeth, O God, in their mouth. <laughs> David didn't mess around. <laughs> Break out the great teeth of the young lions, O Lord. Let them melt away as waters which run continually. When he bends his bow to shoot his arrows, let them be cut in pieces. As a snail which melteth, let every one of them pass away. Have you ever poured salt on a snail and watched it melt? <laughs> like the untimely birth of a woman, that may not see the sun, before your pots can feel the thorns, he shall take them away as the whirlwind, both living and in his wrath. The righteous shall rejoice when he sees the vengeance. He shall wash his feet in the blood of the wicked, so that a man shall say, Verily, there is a reward for the righteous. Verily, he is a God that judges in the earth. Now, coming as we do from our Christian ethic, from the New Testament, we have difficulty with David's prayers. Because Jesus told us that we are to love those who hate us. We're to do good to those who despitefully use us. Bless those that curse you. And the ethic that we have learned from Christ in the New Testament is much different now, I find David's ethic pretty satisfiable with me, you know. I, I like vengeance. <laughs> I like to see the bad guys get beat, you know, and the good guys win. And, and I, like, I like, you know, to see the wicked really taken care of, but good. I must confess that I, that I rejoice in such things. But I must also confess that such rejoicing is wrong according to the New Testament ethic, the Christian ethic. And yet there's just something about my own nature that is similar to David's in that uh, 
when someone has really done something that is truly evil, I like to see vengeance come upon them. Now, where I have to be careful is that I so often want to bring vengeance on them myself. And that's where I can really get in trouble. God said, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Now, notice David isn't really seeking to bring vengeance himself. He's asking God to knock the teeth out of their mouths, asking God to take vengeance on them. I don't know that it's much better, but we must be careful about trying to take personal vengeance upon people who we feel have wronged us or who have wronged us, we must learn to commit ourselves and our ways unto the Lord and let the Lord take care of them. It is not mine to become Captain Avenger and go out and write all of the evils of the world. But David does pray in these Psalms, but as I say, it, it, it is not in keeping with the New Testament ethic. And I have to pray, not as David prayed, but I have to pray, Lord, keep my heart from, you know, devising vengeance. And keep me, Lord, from wanting to take vengeance. And oh God, help me to have a forgiving attitude and spirit towards those that I feel this, you know, I'd like to take vengeance on. Psalm 59 is another one of those destroy not prayers of David when Saul sent and they watched the house to kill him. His wife, Michael, lit him over the let him out of the window in a basket and David escaped, but the men were watching the house of David to kill him. David wrote this psalm on that occasion. Deliver me from my enemy, O God. Defend me from them that rise up against me. Deliver me from the workers of iniquity and save me from the bloody men. For lo, they lie in wait for my soul. The mighty are gathered against me, not for my transgressions nor for my sin, O Lord. It was just because of Saul's jealousy. It wasn't that David had done anything wrong. They run and prepare themselves without my fault. Awake to help me and behold. Thou therefore, O God, O Lord God of hosts, the God of Israel, awake to visit all of the heathen. and Be not merciful to the wicked transgressors. Just be merciful to me, Lord, in my wickedness. Isn't that the way it goes? They return at evening. They make a noise like a dog, and they go around about the city. So here are these guys out there, and they were barking like dogs, and David knew that they were, you know, who they were. And they belch out with their mouth, and swords are in their lips. For who say they does hear? But thou, O Lord, shall laugh at them, and thou shalt have all of the heathen in derision. Because of his strength will I wait upon thee, for God is my defense. The God of my mercy shall prevent me. God shall let me see my desires upon my enemies. 
Slay them not, lest my people forget. Scatter them by thy power and bring them down, O Lord, our shield. For the sin of their mouth and the words of their lips, let them even be taken in their pride and for cursing and lying which they speak. Consume them in wrath, consume them that they may not be. Let them know that God ruleth in Jacob unto the ends of the earth. And at evening, let them return and let them make a noise like a dog and go round about the city. Let them wander up and down for meat and grudge if they be not satisfied. But I will sing of thy power, yea, I will sing aloud of thy mercy in the morning. For thou hast been my defense and refuge in the day of my trouble. Unto thee, O my strength, will I sing. For God is my defense and the God of my mercy. So three times over in the psalm, God is spoken of as David's defense and is surely neat to have God as our defense. Now, I have discovered that God will be my defense as long as I let him be my defense. But if I seek to take up my own defense, then God will let me defend myself. And I have found that I really can't defend myself adequately. And so I have learned not to seek to defend myself, but to leave my defense completely in the hands of God. Now, if you want God to defend you, then you've got to just commit yourself to God and not seek to defend yourself. God is my defense. Psalm 60. O God, thou hast cast us off, thou hast scattered us, thou hast been displeased, O turn thyself to us again. For thou hast made the earth to tremble, thou hast broken it, heal the breaches thereof, for it shakes. You have showed your people hard things. You have made us to drink the wine of astonishment. You have given a banner to them that fear thee that it may be displayed because of the truth. That your beloved may be delivered, save with your right hand and hear me. God hath spoken in his holiness and I will rejoice. I will divide Shechem and meet out the valley of Sukkoth. Gilead is mine, and Manasseh is mine. Ephraim also is the strength of mine head. Judah is my lawgiver. Moab is my washpot over Edom. Will I cast out my shoe? Philistia, triumph thou because of me. This psalm is, uh, these verses actually here in this particular part are repeated. Verses 5 to 12 are identical to Psalm 108, 6 to 13. So we'll get these further on again. Who will bring me into the strong city? Who will lead me into Edom? Will not thou, O God, which hast cast us off, and thou, O God, which did not go out with our armies, give us help from trouble, for vain is the help of man. Through God we shall do valiantly, for he it is that shall tread down our enemies. Give us help, O God, Vain is the help of man. Another place David said, it's time for you to work, O Lord, for vain is the work of man. All that we would learn to just trust in God, call upon him for our help, rather than looking to man, look to God. We've always are scheming. We're always devising. We're always trying to figure out one more angle. So many people try to use me in their devices and in their scheming. 
They've tried every game in the book, every trick. And they finally think, well, if I can just get Chuck, you know, they'll listen to him. And it's just another one of their... They're not willing to leave it in God's hands completely. They just can't leave it with God. They say, oh, I just turned my life over to God. And then they're still scheming, still, you know, conniving, still trying to work another angle. Why don't we just give up and let God take over completely? It's a great day when I just yield to God all of the issues of my life and I trust Him completely. Give us help from trouble for vain is the help of man. Through God we shall do valiantly. We'll return with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of Psalms on our next broadcast as Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible. And we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Psalms 55 through 60 when visiting the wordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's the wordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD. And our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is The Word for Today, P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of the Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. Father, we thank you for your word, let your spirit plant it in our hearts. May we grow thereby. In Jesus' name, amen. May the Lord bless and keep and strengthen and guide your life. Keep looking up. We're getting so close. Keep your eyes on the Middle East. It's coming down. The day of the Lord is at hand. Let us lay aside every weight, sin which doth so easily beset us. And let's run with patience the race that has been set before us as we look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. What does the future hold? Is the end of time really near? When will the church be raptured? What is the rapture? Will we see the Antichrist? What about the Great Tribulation? Join Pastor Chuck Smith as he answers these and many more questions about the end times in his exciting book, Final Act. Now available in hardcover, Pastor Chuck gives great insight into man's final days here on earth. 
Joe Rosenberg calls Final Act a powerful, provocative end times primer. Tim LaHaye states this unique and dramatic treatment is both true to scripture and practical. Read about this exciting drama and get answers to your questions on world wars, the Antichrist, the Great Tribulation, the Second Coming, and more. For more information on how to order your copy, visit us online at thewordfortoday.org or call toll-free at 1-800-272-WORD. That's 1-800-272-9673.